On this episode of the Perspective Podcast, I'm joined by my good friend Chef Mac, aka Chef Shells. Um, on this episode, we discussed Central Louisiana ties, his cooking background, the best episodes, the best uh, episodes that we've ever experienced here um, in Denver. Um, he's lived in Denver, he's lived in Mississippi, he's lived in Louisiana, different places there like that. And we also discussed the best food in Louisiana, which got a little controversial. So uh, without further ado, episode eight with Chef Matt. in the house tonight, not even a homie, but a, friend, a partner for real, he's straight from the crib, yeah. you know what I'm saying, straight up out of the central Louisiana, Whoa. you know what it is, you know what it is, representing 318, I got my partner, my dog, my homie, my friend, Chef, Chef Shells, what it do, my brother, how you feeling tonight? Hey, what's happening, what's yeah. going on, man? Ain't too much, big brother, I'm glad to have you in the house tonight. Appreciate oh, it, appreciate it. I want to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Perspective Podcast. I got my dog, Master Chef Shells, in the house tonight. I got my homie Rome in the house, too, tonight, too. Yeah. Uh, in the midst of all this corona uh, crazy talk, we're here to provide you with some quality talk here. So, uh, first, Shells, of course, you you straight up out the boot, you straight up out the 318. Learn. Tell people, yeah, tell people a little, just a little bit about where you're from and how the three one eight get down. Man, Alexandria, Prineville, Louisiana. Uh, it's a lot smaller than the place most people know from Louisiana: New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette, Shreveport, Monroe, True. even. True. Uh, man, it goes down. Man, back in the day, growing up. I mean, I'm a little older than the homie, but, I mean, niggas used to fight a lot, but, you know, for the most part, it was always a cool little spot, you know what I'm saying? You had the, had the little areas where it went down at, of course, like everywhere, but, uh, I don't know, I think just coming from the South, period, you know, we kind of... The real South. Yeah, the real South, you know, that dirty, dirty third coast. It's different where we... You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, bro, I just think we get that... That little bit rougher edge, you know, than you get in most places, period. Okay. Even even in the big city. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Like, Alexandria... Like, it's a small town, but it ain't country. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. It's it's the most country you know urban saying? place yeah, to it's like in your life. Country city niggas <laughs> on some shit. Hood, hood... City niggas, I don't know, it's weird. Country niggas. Country city at the same time, I don't know, it's weird. One side of the highway got cows and shit, the other side is the hood. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you ride right through 49, you know what I'm saying, you'll pass up uh, Willa Glenn and all that. And shit, right. I'm trying to tell you, Eddie Robertson, all that down there. But So, uh, me and Shells, we met, uh, and it's just crazy just how kind of how life works, you know what I'm saying, even though that we hail from the same space the same city the same area everything in between we ended up meeting uh whenever i got to college and uh down in lafayette and so 
I met Shells through the yeah, love of the game. Yeah. The, through the love of the game of basketball. We ended up just meeting, you know, we was out, both of us, we was out hooping one day. And, you know, it just, it was a, it was, it was just like, cool. Like, this this cool dude right here, right? And so, uh, then, you know, we started seeing each other on the court a bit more. And it was like, say, bro, like, what you do? Like, what you into? Uh, right? Ends up telling me that he a chef, right? So whenever he tells me he's a chef, you know, like, you know, you kind of be hesitant on some people's cooking because they really can't cook. No, man. <laughs> 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 nah, that weed, bro. That shit tickle my nose, bro. Every time I hit that bitch for the first time, what is it? And, and he don't believe it. That and shit he... get my nose every time. That, that shit. This fucking uh, cheesecake mixed with some. Lamb's breath, that's what it is. She's taking lamb's breath. But that shit hit my nose. Every time that first and first couple puffs, that shit made me, I don't know why, that shit hit my nose and make my shit fucking sneeze every time. Bro. They be sending you, my brother? Every time. <laughs> and so, whenever we first met, it was, uh, you know, he was saying he a chef, and you know what I'm saying? You can't trust everybody cooking and stuff, right? And so, uh, you can't really trust everybody cooking and stuff. And so then I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my dog cooking a shot. You know what I'm saying? He's from the house. Let's see what it do, right? Man cooks his ass off. He cooks anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? He had the kitchen rolling. He'd sit there and, and him and his partner, they go ahead and they cook it up. And then they go ahead and deliver it to you. However you want. Straight pull time. up at your neck with it. They definitely pull up on you and then drop everything off. And then uh, from there. And hot too. Yeah. Ain't no cold shit. Hot season. Real good food with everything in between. And so, what ended up just leading you to the kitchen? Um, For starters, my grandmother didn't really, like, let nobody in her kitchen. And I was kind of the favorite. So, I took that shit as, like, an advantage for sure. Because uh-huh. uh, my mama don't even know how to cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how much my grandma don't, like, really let nobody in the kitchen. Like, my aunties all kind of had to fend for themselves on some shit on, like, I'm sure she taught them some shit, but, like, she ain't teach them, like, like the secrets, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, damn, remember, like, how you do them sweet potatoes like that? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, she ain't get nobody, like, the secrets, the ins and outs, ups and downs. Like, I got most of those, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got the her, her secret little spice blend that she didn't created while she was at work. Using all these white people ingredients, you know what I'm saying? Because they, they had to buy that shit in bulk. Back so she, she a mix a little this, a little bit of that. Uh, nah. She came up with her own little like spice blend. She put on pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, just from that, I started off cooking breakfast. That was always my best, my favorite, and my best thing I could cook was breakfast. Um, nothing like a good breakfast. My grandma always cooked these bomb ass pancakes, bro. Big pancakes the size of your motherfucking plate. So that was kind of like my start. Always my start. And um, and baking first. I used to bake my ass off yeah. all the time. Like just at my mama house, everything. Sit I feel like everything. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. All that shit. You know, got into baking hard first. And um. I don't know, man. When I, I so I left Lafayette after 2011, and when I went back, then that's when I was kind of like, man, I'm finna like, 
And I've always worked in the restaurant. Yeah. And either serving, busting tables, or even uh, working in the kitchen. So, I got to a point where I think, yeah, I had already had that job. This, uh, I had worked at this, uh, this uh, five-star scratch kitchen. And it was nothing but uh, all the chefs in there had just graduated culinary school together. Mm-hmm. Like, they all came from the same class. And the master chef in there, he was, uh, he was like, head of the class or whatever. And he was, you know, the, the, the leader in the kitchen. And the reason why I feel like I can call myself a chef is because I got that stamp from other chefs who had just completed culinary school themselves yeah you know what i'm saying so they was like hey i don't give a fuck with nobody say you can call yourself a a self-proclaimed chef that's like getting that no limit change and we can stand we (laughs) will stamp that you know what i'm saying so like i I gained my respect from them in the kitchen like i started my way you know ground up just like anybody else in uh in their kitchen Started out on salads, coming in that bitch every day, making uh, salad dressings from scratch. Hell yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons why I don't like ranch dressing to this day. It's because I found out that the saltiness in ranch dressing actually comes from the sardines that are that's in ranch dressing. And you know that, huh? You're not fucking no, like Ranch dressing got sardines in it. Yeah, sard- like wait, the fish. Wait, time out. Sardines yeah. ain't good for you? Huh? Wait, sardines ain't good for you? It's not that sardines aren't good for you. They're just disgusting. It's just it's it's little bitty fish in a can and like them old school like peel back roll cans. Yeah, this shit's nasty. The little like they kind of like spam cans almost, and it's just salt. It's it's like um, fermented salted fish basically almost. You can definitely tell that I don't I don't fuck with that. Like (laughs) you definitely tell. Being in that kitchen, Mm -hmm. so and they're working in that kitchen. There's like. If you want to be a chef, you got to know what everything tastes like. So, everything we cook with, <coughs> I had a taste. <coughs> so, simple as that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, found out I didn't like sardines. Um, but on top of that, having that background, I was like, man, I think I'm going to take this shit serious. Also, maybe. You know what I'm saying? The mother of my sons. Uh, and she literally asked me this one question that no female has ever asked me. Especially like right when we meet. Straight up. What In so what? many words. She was like, alright nigga, like, what are your talents? Like, what do you want to do with your talents? Like, what is it that you want to do to make money? You know what I'm saying? And, like, work for yourself on some shit. Because yeah. we had already talked, you know, I actually know I got ambitions of not wanting to work for nobody, you know, my the rest of my life and depend on the 401k and retirement and all that bullshit. All right. So, I'm like, well, damn. I, and I really didn't know. I had a few things. You know, I was still thinking about taking the basketball shit serious. Yeah. You know, maybe getting the agent trying to, you know, go do some overseas, overseas shit. Yeah. Whatever. You know, get my name out there, play on some leagues and this and that. Just, you know, try and get some tape of me just balling the fuck out. Or uh, the food shit or management on this entertainment shit or doing like the comedy shit or just something with music and entertainment for sure. Uh, 
Because um, I had dabbled in that, you know, in college when we was doing this shit with Spiff and all of them. So, Straight up. You know, nigga dabbling in the management and all that and the music, all that shit. And, and especially do the, club, everything. the club life. The club shit, all, all that. that. You know, so nigga, it had a little bit of everything that I could have taken avenues to do. But I was always like, man, nigga got to eat, man. That's like, I think it's one of the hardest fields to be in. But I think it's one of the most legitimate ones, especially if you do it right. Yeah. And I had, you know, I grew up, you know, not really poor, but you know what I'm saying? We make a check for check just like every other black family. Straight up. So, um, you know, I knew how to shop always. So I thought that that was going to be my thing that was going to kind of elevate me above everybody else. Not only... Did I know how to shop? But I'm gonna have the freshest ingredients. Like I'm gonna make niggas remember what real food tastes like. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason why your grandma shit tastes so good. Yeah, man. Hey, I mean, yeah, your grandma probably cook her ass off. I ain't trying to take nothing from nobody's grandma. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. <laughs> you don't need to get this. Yeah, I don't want nobody. What you mean? What you mean? What you mean? My grandma can't cook, motherfucker. <laughs> and I don't want nobody coming for me, but. You know what I'm saying? Main reason being is because I was saying like your grandma shopping at the farmers market. Uh, you know she getting her turner greens from the nigga who come around on the truck. On the truck. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or he might be posted up. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He posted up somewhere. Your grandma still get her turner greens from the same nigga she been getting her turner greens from for. Forty years. years. You feel me? Come on, man. So that's the reason why grandma shit tastes so good, nigga, because she getting. All right, consistency. So the the, the idea is. behind, you know, everybody on this hell shit yep. and all that, yep. you know, and I feel like being a chef, nutrition kind of comes secondhand with that. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's the thing is, is to eat local. The best thing, the healthiest stuff for you is the shit that's around you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. it's it's created for you because it comes from that environment. It's a product of that environment, just like you're a product of your environment. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Best shit to eat is the shit around you. First off. So, like I say, the reason why grandma shit feels so good and it hit the soul and it hit home because, it, nigga, it, it is home. Like no other food. That food come from home. It come from the same dirt that you grew up playing in. Yeah. And eating on for sometimes even. You know, we country niggas, we grew up eating mud pies. I'm just saying. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> You know what I'm Straight saying? Up. Like that's that's what's the healthiest shit. It ain't necessarily oh we gotta be vegan and gluten free and keto diets and all this extra bullshit. Yeah, it's like nah, <laughs> bro. As long as you eat enough, balance. Everything is about balance. Everything in life is about balance. Energy, all that shit. Come on. If you're gonna eat meat, make sure you counterbalancing that with enough leafy green vegetables and the proper vitamins and nutrients that you need in order to for your body to naturally detox that shit out your system cause it's gonna do it Yeah, it's just if your body ain't doing the right shit it's not gonna do it in the time that it's supposed to do it and this shit just gonna sit in your intestines and it ain't supposed to do that you know what I'm saying point blank period Gotta let that's, that shit out. that's all the shit it's about man yeah, that's all this so, is about balance. So, she asks you that, and then the light goes off, right? Yep. And then what happens? Start taking that shit a little more serious. Start looking at other chefs. Chef Roble was really hot at the time. I'm like studying this nigga like a hawk.
um, Food Network like crazy, finding out all these top chefs and what makes them unique. Like Chef Emeril Lagasse, like what makes his style of cooking so unique? Yeah. You know, Chef uh, uh, Chef Roble, for instance, like what makes him unique? And even the people that's under him, um, Chef Sonny Anderson. Yeah. Um, uh, are, these chefs, are these chefs like from the boot? Are they mm-hmm. these chefs just like national chains? Food like, Network. Like, Chef I Ashley, can't. she's one of my biggest inspirations. She's from New Orleans. She's on TV right now, too, on Trillis, on a TV show called Trillis. Um, but she's dope, too. Um, I seen her literally bring her shit from, from nothing to something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The fact that she's on TV now is crazy. Um, but I just started taking that shit to another level. I was like, I right, if I'm going to do this shit, I got to come so hard to where I, I like niggas gonna have to fuck with me like you gonna see these yeah. pictures on Instagram and be like okay yeah buddy doing some shit he, it ain't just some food thrown together in no plate you know what I'm saying like he working. it's gonna be you gonna open up what you think is just a regular plate lunch mm-hmm. but nah bro this this plate lunch here is gonna when you open this shit up like it's gonna be immaculate plating on the inside of this plate lunch that you're gonna open up you know what I'm saying? It's going to be, first off, aesthetically pleasing to your eyes. Let's and then secondly, it. you know, aromically, it's going to be crazy because a nigga be using some different spices because a nigga get his travel on, you know what I'm saying? But, and then uh, just tasting shit. And Brittany is a flavor guru. Like, yeah. this girl can taste some shit and be like, taste a little bit of nutmeg, you know, a little bit of this, <laughs> a little bit of... A little curry powder, a little bit of man, a little chili powder. I'm like, Jesus. damn, for real, you taste all that? Yeah. I just noticed it tastes good. It might could use a little bit of salt, a little extra pepper, maybe a little paprika in there, but I couldn't taste in the individual ingredients in that shit. Yeah. So we kind of, our powers combined, one to twins <laughs> shit. Man, it was just crazy. And like I said, we took it to another level, realized that plating is one of the, like a lot of motherfuckers can cook. Plating is what sets the chef, I think, aside from the cook. Okay. Is plating and understanding, like, building flavors and shit like that. So, because people that go to culinary school opposed to, like, somebody like myself who's self-taught, really the only difference is it's not even the actual cooking part of it. It's just the food knowledge that, like, yeah. for instance... <clears throat> Um, like your hot zones and how long to let food cool before you put it in the refrigerator and shit like that. Like the actual just knowledge of like little intricate details and stuff like that. Um, that way you avoid spoiling, spoiling you avoid, shit. you know, all that type of stuff. That's what's mainly in that, um, in the culinary book. Yes, it, it teaches techniques and shit like that too. And, Basically, a bunch of definition terms is what separates a chef from just a cook. And I got a little bit of uh, the best of both worlds. Yeah, you've been on both sides, really. No. Yeah, I I made it a point to to get the knowledge behind it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not finna jump off on the deep end and say I'm selling food and not have the knowledge behind telling you exactly what it is in your plate. Because I've seen some people, they just be making plates inside. Oh, yeah. I'm not just a nigga just selling food. Like, this ain't no fundraiser for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a legit business. 
that you can come and and fuck with that yeah i'm out the trapping out the trunk right now but you know what i'm saying like we building towards something greater Absolutely. but the product is gonna be here from day one regardless of what the rest of the shit looks and like and then being travel too right <clears throat> you you go from the 318 then you go to the 337 then you move to i was in baton rouge for a little bit for about six months i was in because everywhere throughout the state second. like it's it's different yeah, like, a lot of people don't know that. And like, then a lot, a lot of places, shit. a lot of places too. Like they sit there and like they real prideful about their food all over the oh, state, yeah. and everywhere is gonna claim they got the best food in the state too. So, hundred percent. Like being like traveled and whatnot. How do you, how did you your experience like throughout the whole space? Like where you felt like you learned the most, and then just Man, speak on that. Even just being traveled in Louisiana itself is a big deal. Church. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like you were saying, bro, every city has its own culture. Like, the North North Louisiana, for the most part, is all pretty about the same. From Shreveport to Monroe. Nagatish up. Nagatish up, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Alexandria is kind of its own. We kind of got a little bit of everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Alexandria. Houston culture. <laughs> Alexandria kind of adapts more so to the Houston culture, but still somewhat of like that North Louisiana culture that kind of comes from a little bit of Dallas and like Atlanta from that I-20 connection. True. You know what I'm saying? Because um, a lot of that Mississippi culture kind of comes from more so Atlanta and a little bit of Louisiana too. And that's just from, from living out there personally. Um, Baton Rouge is its own entity. I love Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge is, I love Baton Rouge. even Baton though it's in between New Orleans and, and Lafayette, it's nothing like both of them, Neither. but also got a little bit of both of them in it. You know what I'm saying? It's like the crime of New Orleans, but the kind of hominess of Lafayette, yeah. but a, a city. A city feel. At the same time. It's a concrete country area. It's a concrete country city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> Lafayette. Baton Rouge is like the mix of what home would be. Yeah. Steroids, you know what I'm saying? Like, if Alexandria like was a big city, it would be Baton Rouge. Yeah. Almost in a and sense. New Orleans and Lafayette is more of the same place. Um, yeah, pretty much. It's just New Orleans is a city and... New Orleans is New Orleans. And, and bigger. New Orleans is New Orleans. But, at the you know... You still get, but even New Orleans culture, like you say, it, it's it, it's New Orleans because New Orleans gets a lot of its culture because even though it's, I mean, Lafayette's what thirty minutes, if that, from the Gulf. Yeah. New Orleans still get a lot of that, like Caribbean feel. You know what I'm saying? Like almost kind of like Miami, on some shit. Uh, a little more so than Lafayette to me. Like, Lafayette, to me, is the real feel of Louisiana. And I know some niggas might shoot me for that, yeah. but... Niggas ain't like that. To, I know that. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. It's, but, the, it's true. But, it's, it's the, but New Orleans is like the commercial version of Louisiana. Like, if you want to come get Louisiana, Louisiana for real, like, Lafayette's probably the best representation of the entire state. If I had to give one city that that stamp, it has everything. It would probably have to be Lafayette, bro. Food culture, a little bit, yep. of, little food, bit of city. food for sure. Yeah, 
Food for sure. Yeah. I've had grandmas cooking in, in New Orleans. I've had people grandma cooking in Lafayette area and surrounding areas. Mm-hmm. I would do Lafayette over New Orleans. I believe it. I'm buying. 100%. I'm buying. I love New Orleans food, but Lafayette, I'm telling you, bro, Lafayette is different. Yeah, it is. Lafayette different. Lafayette motherfuckers cook, man. They cook for real. Like, I think that real, like, spicy Cajun shit, like, that that real shit that motherfuckers be talking about they want. Like, what you really come from, bro. That that don't come from New Orleans. When you say, yeah. Like, that culture comes, that that cooking outside in the cast iron skillet on an open fire type shit, like crawfish ball shit, that real Louisiana culture. Nigga, that come from Lafayette. That don't come from New Orleans, man. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just being real with you. That shit come from the swamps, the bayous, nigga. That's they culture. We adapted that from them. Lafayette is really, really Louisiana, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry to be the nigga the bearer of bad news, <laughs> but I've lived in every major city in Louisiana. I lived in Shreveport for six months. A little over six I months. I don't know. My people, people from Monroe people area. Know my we all know about we all been back yeah. the same, but I happened to skip. I done been so I done been to one too many fucking parties at the Ben Johnson, nigga. Uh, you feel what I'm saying? Like I love negative, but I also hate negative at the same time. I, I done been so many frog pun house parties. Come on, man. Everybody's been like, I'm just saying, like frog who ain't been to a house party or had a little shot in that stayed out and that she left off with a frog pun. I'm just saying. <laughs> And if she didn't stay there, she stayed in the dorms right, right across, across, not even the dorms, a little apartment, a little on-campus apartment right across the street from her. Right there? I'm talking Come about that. I know better. You ain't the real nigga if you ain't have a shot that you can go duck off in the negative. Come you. on, man. You ain't pimping. You ain't pimping across always, the state if you ain't got a shot in always had a good time in negative. Just saying. Just saying. Hey, and then so negative is like its own place. Shreveport, Monroe is the country, and then Shreveport has more of like a Dallas feel to me. Big time. It was an hour and a half away from Dallas. Yeah, so they, so they adopt the a culture more of Dallas and whatnot, which that's cool. Uh, but Shout out to D-Town, though, you know what I'm saying? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> except, for the, except for the Cowboys, man. We fuck with the music, nigga. We used to D-Town Boogie, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, we Nigga did. Nigga, fuck with Tom Tom. Oh, no, man. You know I just, what I'm saying? Big Tuck. That's, that's just me, though. I mean, it, hey, everybody. People kind of love Dallas, but I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm not sold, people, I'll be honest. Um, And so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, you know what I'm saying? Like, so so you cooking and stuff, right? And then you go to these different places, you travel, and then you end up in, in Denver, which is considered, like, the healthiest place in America, right? Yes, sir. And so you go from like all this it's good food, right? Like you you've good, adapted spices, food. you've adapted sauces, you know what I'm saying? You've you've added all these things to your to your tool belt, right? Then you get to Denver and it's it's what? Culture shock? Um, not so much food wise a little bit as far as like restaurants and stuff like that, but me as a chef of course, no. Um it took us a little time, but we end up finding like these two really dope um, spice shops out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much had everything that we needed to recreate any dish that we wanted to uh, recreate from back home. And um, 
as far as it being the healthiest place, one of the healthiest places um, in the nation, that didn't really shock us much because, like I said earlier, as far as like um, upping my knowledge on just becoming a chef, period, I gained a ton of knowledge on just nutrition itself. And the forefront of my business plan was already to basically do all the foods that we know and love and we grew up on, but do them the way that, in a sense, the way grandmama did, you know what I'm saying? From, you know, all from, all from scratch using real fresh ingredients, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Everything coming from the earth, like, and that's when we got to the point where we were literally making, when I say everything from scratch, bruh, if we was cooking, if we were selling tacos, bro, I made my tortillas from scratch. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we were, even though we never sold pancakes, but like, oh, except for instance, like barbecue sauce, if we were selling barbecue, like barbecue sauce is made 100% from scratch. Like, knowing we bought nothing prepared whatsoever. Like we'll go to the farmer's market, grab a whole bunch of veggies. You know, we got a whole bunch of oils and 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 different different nut oils and all of that. And we would just, you know, get it popping from there. Everything was made 100% from scratch. So that's, uh, that's one of the reasons why going to Denver wasn't a culture shock for us as far as on the healthy tip at all. Because we already felt like that was, you know, that was one of the reasons why we moved there to begin with was because of that. Uh, like I say, there ain't no dummy here, man. We do our research before we do anything. Any moves, every, all moves are always calculated. Cool. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, yeah, we that, that wasn't a culture shock for us at all. We already kind of knew what we was getting ourselves into, for one. Uh, two, like I said, that was already the forefront of the business plan. Absolutely. And then, so, you got all these different experiences, and then, uh, what about, like, the entertainment industry? Like, how you feel about today, for as far as music and stuff? Do you feel like it's easier for a lot of people to get on, and, like, is it harder for people to stay on at the same time? It depends on what people's definition of on is. On as in a sense of you have artists that can really move you know because it's not it's, some type of backing some type of financial backing like like not, not, thing. not just that but you know a lot of people's ears like it's super it's here for a second and then like we all we on right to the next thing you know what i'm saying like a lot um, of it's hard it's hard to find that substance so it's just it's do you a, feel like it's easier for those artists to get on or do you feel like it's harder for those artists i feel like it's easier for artists to, easier for artists to get on than it's ever been but it's harder for unestablished artists to stay on and stay relevant. Because the established artists, they did it already. They got it. Mm-hmm. Um, one person I kind of see, kind of going back, I ain't really giving Dallas no love right here, but Yellow Beezy. I was see Yellow Beezy sticking around longer past this summer. If he even make it to the summer, to be perfectly honest with you. 
Coronavirus. Don't see him making it to the sun. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> Shout out to Cardi. Uh, like Cardi, like I, I think Cardi played her shit perfect. Cardi did that fucking bomb ass couple tracks with Bruno. Dropped that crazy ass album. Couple tracks after that. Still rolling, still touring. Kind of took her her, her uh, hiatus. Did some touring. Had a baby. Had a baby. You know, now she's chilling for a little minute. But when she drop again, she's going to be straight. And motherfuckers going to be ready for it. Because mm-hmm. she still stays somewhat relevant. But like... Commercials. Right. Pepsi commercial. Like, Cardi's straight now. But yeah, she, 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 didn't, she didn't got it established. Um... One nigga I thought was kind of about to fall off was 21, but 21 still got it. He still got the ear, too. He, he's still straight, too. Um, I heard that, that track he got with Alicia Keys. That's fucking nuts. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> Crazy track. Bless you. Thank you, sir. Uh, he ain't got Corona. Yeah, um, he ain't got no Corona. Um, that track with uh, him and Alicia Keys, that's fucking crazy. And I'm like, oh yeah, 21 ain't going nowhere. Yeah. He 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 good. He got a track with um, Donald Glover on his new project. That's dope. That just dropped a couple of days ago. Yeah, I, uh, I listened to a little bit of that. I ain't even getting into it big time though. Um, but yeah, I think it's easier to get on. It's just harder to stay on. Um, but I also think it's harder for real artists to get on kind of um because i think like us underground listeners kind of like our artists underground and we almost do a great job of keeping them there because we so spoiled with the amount of free music we hold them close um i.e spitter uh he's a perfect example of that you know what i'm saying puts out so much free music that when he does drop albums that, you know, make nigga want to buy it, like, niggas will buy Jet Life Apparel before they'll buy his albums. You feel what I'm saying? The Jet Life Apparel gonna sell out instantly. It don't matter. Nigga, you can drop that shit in fluorescent orange. Nigga, no matter what color, it don't matter what it is. You can drop that shit in every fucking font possible, bro. The raw font. The fucking it don't even matter, son. It, it, he gonna sell out. Yeah. But the music, his music gonna sit on the shelf. Every time. Every time. Because people gonna stream it, but like it's the apparel, they gonna... It's like, bro, this nigga puts out amazing, and it ain't like he putting out bullshit. Like, this nigga gives you top quality bars Spit a on mixtapes in between seven, free seven to... All day long, bro. Seven to 13 on like one and then he'll double back like a week and a half later and be like alright right. I'm gonna go another four yeah let me go and drop another four on you and then I'm gonna drop another four on you next week too just cause like but niggas like that will forever stay on but it's like they'll never fully get like on on I guess you can match say match the gas I guess like it'll it'll never happen I I think it has the potential to like it's always got that potential for you know a commercial hit. And I thought it was gonna blow with uh, bottom of the bottom. 
with uh, him August because August was fucking sewing at the time. We liked it, but Wayne we didn't want to like it. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because like it was New Orleans, but I don't know. I I, I like I like that track, but it sounded kind of commercial for Spitter, but it still was, it was still a good song. You know what I'm saying? I, I give him that. It was still a good song. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Artists like Spitter, even a new one. Larry June, like I think Larry, I think Larry gonna blow, but I think Larry is gonna be the new spitter. Yeah, I think Larry gonna be the new spitter. That's that's the next generation. I think Larry gonna be the new spitter. Like, but on some shit, like because you see how Wiz blew. You see the difference between like how Wiz blew and then like how like nigga spitter put Wiz on. Awesome shit. Like, if it wasn't for Spitter, I wouldn't know Wiz. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know Wiz. It was the other way around for me, though. For real? Yeah, it was the other way around for me. And I had heard some of, like, Wiz tracks before I was fucking with... Well, not before I was fucking with Spitter, but while I was fucking with Spitter. I had heard some Wiz tracks. But until him and, like, Spitter got together, I wasn't like, oh, this nigga is... The illest nigga alive next to fucking Spitter on some shit. Yeah, I was listening to Wiz when he was on that Prince of the City too. I was on Prince. I went back. I went back to good uh, get on Prince of the City. My first, my first shit from Wiz was like, uh, was like, was that Star Power and Flight School and all that shit. Burn after rolling. Oh, you it was, was before, it was it was before that's before cushion oranges. All that's before cushion oranges. Right at the road was that's how before. Yeah, but I, I mean, I was on I was on Wiz early, but like I say, I just I didn't like really start fucking with Wiz the way I fuck with him now until the How Fly, the How Fly mixtape, and then I think they were he was on a few other things maybe before then. But other than that, like, nah, I, I wasn't on really on Wiz until until him and Spitter linked up. But, like, I remember that Independence Day for, like, it was yesterday. Why you feel like it's, it's for Louisiana artists, like, it's just different for us. Not just us, like, because I'm not a rapper, but... But you know what I mean? Just, like, for an artist to emerge. Like... Um... Is it because the sounds are so different in so many different places and it's or things of that nature? Cause bad I nature. think that is that's definitely it because like yeah, BR got a totally different sound. And it's like how a nigga from Baton Rouge gonna go to New Orleans and blow if it don't sound like bounce or if it don't sound like that old school hot boy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Cause I don't know about Baton Rouge, but like you know where we from, we was listening to like Pete. Right, we grew up more so on Pete and the High Boys. I tell people that shit all the time. True. Like our shit was more. Like we definitely grew up on like listening to the Tank, and everywhere, everywhere and else. Houston shit. Yeah, and Houston shit, and it's just different to me. You know what I'm saying? Like how I guess in these different places, of course, like L.A. And New York and places like that, and then I guess you know, you can't say Atlanta now because Atlanta been around for dec- two decades, right? 
if not more. Um, so. Oh yeah, holding it all the way down. Uh, shit, I really think they they holding it down as far as like the music sound too. Oh no, for sure, right now, like yeah, you you can't turn on no radio without hearing that fucking Migos cadence. <clears throat> they still holding that down, niggas. Everybody want to sound like Migos. Everybody want to sound like Thug, Young Future. Thug. Everybody still want to sound like Future. So, yeah, I mean, Atlanta's definitely still one of the meccas right now, for sure. I mean, that's where even the L.A. niggas is going out there to blow. Which don't they seem, like, backwards in a sense, though? Um, I don't know. I, I guess not necessarily because that's black Hollywood, bro. I've never been to Atlanta, so, so speak on Atlanta. Atlanta is black Hollywood all day long, bro. It is a black version of the superficial version of L.A., but Atlanta also still has its, you know, like hood and kind of country country parts of it, too. Well, not the, like Atlanta, Atlanta, but like outskirts for sure. So... So with Atlanta just having this, you know what I'm saying, it's like own different spaces and it's own different. It's Black Hollywood. I have heard that about Atlanta a few different times, too. The music scene is just, it's just crazy, though. Like. The music, the sound, the culture, the lifestyle. I heard just Niggas is blowing in the, in the strip clubs in Atlanta. Like, that's, if you, if, if your shit hit in the club out there and you got a real. Real, really good chance of getting on. Gucci. He saw that? He was, that he was the king of the strip club. Gucci. Even Jeezy had his time. A lot of them niggas, man. Like, that's shot it up. Man, bro. Like, yeah, strip club is real. JD. I mean, you got to think of the, the producers from there. Like, niggas. Listen, listen to all them uh, Jazzy Faith. Jazzy Faye. Jazzy Faye or them old Jazzy Faye beats. Like, for instance, like a song, song like uh, like Get Loose, T.I. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just some old, you know, hype motherfucking. It ain't really matter what a nigga was saying, even though that nigga Tip was spitting on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? The beat just boom, 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 boom. Like that bitch, just, you can just see a bit. Bouncing that ass that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's... Hey, they all lie. Yeah, like, if, if your shit bang out in the, in the club, nigga, that's, that's where you test your shit at. And they like, fuck, fuck testing that shit at, like, a regular club, nigga. We're gonna test the shit in the strip club, nigga. And if the DJ playing and the strippers fucking with it, nigga, they gonna let you know. Uh, hey, nigga, you need to change your shit, nigga. I can't make no money out of this motherfucking song, nigga. <laughs> they the gonna let you know. The women run the club. Women run everything. You know, that, that they do. The moment they figure that shit out, nigga. That they do. And we get on their side and they get on our side, nigga. Tell me about it. That's gonna be. That one shit gonna get real, nigga. Fuck the coronavirus, nigga. Anyway. That's when, when, when the women lead nuts, nigga. That's when it's really gonna get real. We need them boys to know it. 
black women we talking about. Only black women. You don't discriminate though. All women is queens. Y'all give birth. All women give. All women give birth. We get that respect. We love our black queens too. You know. Black queens raise that though. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. You know, then, like, we move into this decade, right? And it's like, okay, like, you know, 2020, new year, new decade, all that, right? Damn, bro. We lose Kobe. And it don't even seem real. That shit's unreal. It don't even, it don't even sound right. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, I ain't even done processing nip, bro. Ain't like, even. I ain't even gonna lie on that. I ain't even done processing nip. And then, like, you know, with, with the job, nigga, they sent us out there. So, like, being out there in that atmosphere was kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually got to be out there the weekend before they took the memorial down uh, behind the Staples Center. So, uh, I got to go out there and, you know, really feel that energy of motherfuckers who was, like, directly uh, affected by that shit. Yeah. Which I was too as a ball player for sure. You know what I'm saying? As somebody who I definitely feel carries that mamba mentality and, you know, growing up and being old enough to have seen Jordan, you know, firsthand. Like, nigga, I saw Jordan win championships live, nigga, not just on replays and YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely cut from that cloth on a basketball court. So, now nah, I definitely took that shit to heart. For sure. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, like I said, nigga because wasn't even done processing nip and still not done processing nip. And at the same time, got to, you know, still process that Kobe shit. Two icons, man. Oh, yeah, big time. Two icons because, and then that, that hurt more than what more people, you know, really believe. I, I think in a moment, like, we all are, were shocked, are shocked, you know, still kind of living in it, but... And Nip was a, a different type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, man. Like, that nigga... And it's crazy that that nigga had that shit tatted on his face. And he said it a lot. And he's definitely said it uh, in one of his, in the last album that he had before his demise. But, uh, nigga, the, a lot of the shit that he said was prolific. Uh, that's the best word to describe with a lot of the things that that man said. Uh I know I hear the comparison sometimes, but bro, bro really was like the next generation of like a Tupac. And there's a few other people I feel that way about too, but Nip was definitely one of the uh, one of the spawns of and uh, 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 and renditions of Tupac, Tupac spirit for sure reincarnated, hundred uh, percent. You know what I'm saying? He just he just spoke that shit that hit. Real niggas in they soul, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because uh, I know not everybody felt that nigga nip the way they were supposed to. Um, but that only that's means it. that they that's not it. real. That, that's all that means. It just means that they not real. And they'll feel that shit once they go through some real nigga shit. Uh, so we just pray for motherfuckers like that. Yeah. Um, Straight up. But yeah, other than that, nah, bro. Like, that nigga say some shit, bro, that I literally speak on every single day. Like, since when real niggas come last. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, nigga, if, if society gonna put a real nigga down or whatever and expect me to come last and we gotta put ourselves first. You know what I'm saying? Which that nigga spoke about. 
You know, all money in, nigga, no yeah, money out. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a motherfucking marathon, nigga. This ain't no this ain't no sprint. This ain't no sprinters race. You know what I'm saying? So like as far as that's been that's being said, what that shit mean to me is nigga invest in yourself. Nigga ain't nobody gonna do that shit for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, point blank period. Like nigga invest in yourself, invest in your team. You know, get you some people around you that's gonna make you stronger, that's gonna make you better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck all that bullshit and just have a homie that's around for niggas that's gonna smoke, right? You know, get you some niggas that's around you that's gonna hold you accountable for the real shit that you say. You know, or the fuck shit that you say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless. Call me some carpet when I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, just, yeah just hold a nigga accountable. If yeah. I say some shit and I ain't live by a nigga, just, you know, check me on that shit. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gotta squab about it, but, you know, that's on some man to man shit just to make sure I'm living by my word. Sure. If you claim to be my dog like you say like you say he is, you know, just make sure a nigga doing that. Yeah. Cause a nigga might not do that shit on purpose. You know? <laughs> Let me know. I, I would love to believe that, you know, not all fuck niggas do fuck shit on purpose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, damn nigga, you purposely did that fuck ass shit, nigga. Like you but you was like, that's how you really work. That was really like on the- I cool then. Them type of niggas need to be off. I'm just saying, but hey. you know, that's just how it is. That's <laughs> just how it is. Yeah, man, prolific, prolific, prolific. That's what Nipsey was. He's an icon. He's a legend. Kobe was a icon and a legend. And Mama mentality, dog. And, and that's he, all he I gotta lived, say about you know that. What I'm saying and from out. That's all I gotta say downs. about that, man. Mama mentality. Icon. Mamba fucking mentality, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you... It's the internet, right? And then people are like, Kobe died, Kobe died, Kobe died. It's like, what the fuck? Like, what, what are y'all talking about? You know what I mean? And then you're like, damn, like... Man, when Freddie first sent me that shit, bro, I first thing I did was I got off fucking... Bro, I got off the internet. I, went, I was like, bro, they lying, son. I was like, if this shit is true, son, I'm gonna wait. Until tomorrow, and we're gonna wake up, and they're gonna be like, Nah, we were just playing like somebody that was false news. Some Something happened, we don't know who was involved in this, but he's okay. They I went to go the take gun. a nap, and I woke up. They jumped the gun on saying he was dead. All right, cool. Damn, man. But I knew it because we all, well, you know how big a fan of Kobe Freddie is. Yeah. So when that nigga called me again after sending me the shit earlier, I was like, oh shit, I know it's real, bro. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, nah, son. This, this don't tell, tell me this shit ain't real, son. Bruh. He was like, Bruh. and I'm hearing it in the background, and I'm like, I'm already knowing. I'm like, bro, you good, son? Because I already know how he was. Because that nigga got like, Memorabilia, all kind of. This crazy. nigga might have over forty pair of Kobe shoes. In, no. Like I might be, I, I might be lowballing them in forty. Like that and son and Ben, since from the jump. Everything, pictures, replica, fucking championship rings, all that shit. Everything, jerseys, all the shit. Yeah, I got on some shit now from that nigga, some Lakers shit. And I, I know Freddie took it. Took, man, I know he took it. Super hard. Too. 
because I took it fucking hard. Yeah, I mean, it's you like, know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a baller, and I, I live that for on the, on the court. I'm the coolest nigga in the world, dog. But on the court, bro, I am a fucking Don't dickhead. Don't talk to me. Like, I'm an asshole on the basketball court. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in my mind, bro, I'm, I'm Kobe Height on the court. Nigga, I, in my mind, nigga, I'm about six four, six five. 200-something pounds, nigga. And that's how I play, nigga. I play the game that way. And you ain't finna tell me no different. I love the game, bro. I love the game. I do. And it, and it's killing me. It's like Kobe this. reinstilled that love for it, nigga, bro. If you yeah. was losing it. If, yeah. If you was losing it after the Mike era, it's niggas like Kobe that definitely reinstilled that love for the game for it, nigga. For real, though. And, man, that's why I think, like, now, even though LeBron does a great job of carrying the flag, you know what I'm saying, of the game, I, you know, I wouldn't, why, why do you think Mike not visible? Like, why do you think he just stay out, stay out the way? Like, you an icon. I think one is because, for one, he, he spent a lot of time managing, you know, I mean, he still is the owner of the NBA team. Let's not forget that. Uh... That's one. I oh, think man. that keeps him out the of the limelight for a long time. A little bit. And the Uh True. This is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think. Go, Mike? I think that keeps him out of the limelight a little bit. It's of course, still running his company and the other shit that he's involved in with the rich white people that mm-hmm. we know that he has dealings with, uh, private prisons and all that shit. But we're not gonna get into that. Yeah. Uh, Business partners. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think all that shit keeps him out of the limelight. And also, we all know too that he's not necessarily the biggest supporter of working class black people. You think he's even though we buy all this nigga day? All of them. Like he sees the support base. You know I saying? come from a city that's very low income. And they will be violent. Middle to low income. Things. And they are violent behind Michael Jordan tennis shoes. Every fucking release. It don't matter what colorway it is. For the most part, motherfuckers is buying them. What time of year? What time, what time, of, time of year? It don't matter. Like, it, it, I, I've seen niggas do that shit. You know what I'm saying? I come from a hometown where, like, I worked at the local, you know, finish line or whatever. And we get... Over 200 pair of days every Jordan release and sell out that the soon as we open the doors like that eight, morning yeah. every time, son. Every release, They're every gone. weekend, every, every other weekend, right? They gone. Gone. So, like, you know, I come from that shit. I've seen it all day long. So, you know. But we, like I said, we all know that Jordan don't fuck with his people like that. Like, not 100%. He he still, he do some shit. Like, he do enough to, for niggas to argue. Well, you know, Jordan, he, he do this and he do that and he do this and he do that. But we can all agree that nigga can do a lot more. Him, Oprah, so. you like, know, like, like, where you, like just where you, where you at, man. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more, like... For, because, you know be, saying, I like, think of niggas like with LeVar Ball, right? How he tried to create the JBL, uh-huh. right? A motherfucker like Jordan could have easily 
through a sponsoring JBL, uh, you know, Big Baller Brand and Jordan collab to create a, a whole another league. It might not pay as much as the G League or the NBA, but you know they might can give niggas. I don't know. Um, let's say eighty thousand uh, dollar contracts. Like let's say the highest paying person in that league. Let's even from a let's say from eighteen to. 35. Yeah, I was about to say. 30, something like 30, that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the highest paid person can probably be making upwards from, you know, upwards to, you know, maybe 100K, maybe even more, maybe even, you know, 200,000, maybe even up to 500,000. You know what I'm saying? As far as like a, a couple year contract. Like, it wouldn't like how Steph Curry contract may be like a five year, two hundred million dollar contract. Like this league could maybe be like a five year, five hundred fifty thousand dollar contract. So you making upwards of a hundred thousand a year, which is good money to fucking play basketball. Play, play, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You're doing great. You know what I'm saying? It's doing, it's pretty good money. You know what I'm saying? Like why can't they do something like that in the, in in America? You know what I'm saying? The XFL doing some shit. You they showed a good model. Why they can't do no, no, they showed a real good model. Why they can't do no shit like that for the NBA? Because the G League ain't it. Yeah. G League ain't paying motherfuckers and they not getting no TV time. You know what I'm saying? And it, that don't really make sense because it's like you as, you know, you a sister company of the NBA. They get less time than the fucking WNBA gets. You got to you gotta have like, a better something, product. bro. Like it got niggas balling in the G League. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The Drew League, even the Drew League. That's where I was. The Drew League and the JBL that. even could have came together and did some shit by now. Because the so. Drew League, I think, is sponsored by one of them motherfuckers. Like they got sponsors. Yeah, they definitely the got sponsors. Got sponsors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's shit like that that don't be making sense to me. Like. Let's see, even the big three now. I was just about to say, it could the big be a, three. a good chain. Big you know what three, I'm saying? Julie, Lee. All that shit could you know all just be just together on, under one umbrella on some shit, and everybody could be making a little change from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, But, yeah, you know, it's a lot of motherfuckers that ain't doing enough. I wouldn't be surprised, because LeBron probably couldn't do no shit like that right now, because it'd be a conflict of interest, but I wouldn't be surprised, because LeBron... A lot of niggas ain't really paying attention, but LeBron is turning out to be one of the realest niggas in it. Uh, whether niggas want to give him that credit or not. You might not like that man as a basketball player, bro, but that man does some shit for his fucking people. In his community. And his community. 100%. Yes. The boy called the president of Bum. And built a school on niggas. And built a school. And is doing well. Yes. LeBron built an academy. In Free a year, tuition. in one year. Free tuition. Free tuition. What you doing, Jordan? And like transportation or something what like you, that. What huh? you doing, Jordan? All that, man. Them, them people taken care of. Yes. Oh, your parents ain't got an education? You gonna teach them too, don't you? Them people taken care of. Brun doing shit, bro. Yeah. You ain't got money. And, 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 and bringing niggas behind them. Yeah. Hey, bro, this is the type of shit we could really be doing. My nigga, go and do that shit in your little community. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I did this in the little Akron, you know what I can't, I'm saying? I can't, I can't from the Jalen been, been doing it. Quiet. Rose. Rose. What? A lot of them niggas been doing it on the slip. On the low. 
I think that a lot of them NBA niggas be groomed from a young age, bro. A lot of them niggas like a lot of the niggas and knew what they was missing. And be like, man, if I only had this. Yep. I, I'd have probably been a little... Even though I and made it from where I came from, if I had this, it would have been better. Like, niggas dropping gems. Like, that's one of the reasons I want to get rich. Come on. I just want to go and drop gems in the hood that niggas... You don't need no membership. You don't need no man. Just come sign a little waiver. You get in this bitch for free. This is a non-profit uh, fucking gym. It got seven courts in this bitch under a big-ass pavilion. Mm. As long as you in here, you insured. You know what I'm saying? Like that type shit. That's how I, I want to do some real nonprofit type shit. Like, and I'm gonna start off in Alexander. Yeah. What they got in Alexander for niggas to go hoop in that's not under that. under something? Not that's that. a good court. That's not fucking concrete. The wide the wide toe back. This is terrible, bro. You only got to pay what five to get in that bitch for a day pass, but like it's tore up. The wire tore up. Yeah, it got fucking hollow spots all over that gym. That's something to think about. You know, what I'm saying we definitely need a spot to uh, to hoop at. I'm gonna start in Lafayette. I'm gonna start in. in I'm gonna start in, in Alexandria. Lafayette got a few little spots. You got Thomas Park. They got the little indoor joint. You got a. Uh, a few other little rec spots, and then you got Robo Show. But they not hardwood. Neither one of those places are hardwood floors in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit hard on niggas' knees. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Shit, neither one of them shits is hardwood. Um, but they free. I, I, I do appreciate that. But yeah. Baton Rouge, nothing. Nothing. New Orleans, nothing. Nada. I've lived in all these places. That's one of the beauties of me living in every, all these places, too. I, I realized that you didn't have... I'm a hooper. Yeah. I'm trying to find somewhere I can go hoop for the low. That's what I be trying to tell every, dudes, in like, every city I'm at. You know, in these other places like AAU, not that. Nah, in, in the boot. You know nah. what I'm saying? Like it's not. Certain schools had it. Like the schools that I guess had the funding for it. I'm guessing it was the reason why, like places like Peabody had it, or. I guess the outside funding probably was a big deal for that because they, you know, they, they, that big basketball program, they know niggas is producing out that motherfucker every single year. So they, it might have been outside money doing that shit for, uh, for Peabody, but other than Peabody and maybe Menard, nobody else is doing work over the summertime. You know what I'm saying? As far as basketball work was concerned, that was it. Like, we might have been playing, like, little, like, city. I think everybody played in the city league. Mm-hmm. But nobody was really doing, like, no AAU, no travel ball, playing against people outside the city. We playing against the same motherfuckers. Over and over. During, every during, day. The, during district that we playing with during the summertime. Yeah. It's just we playing on teams with each other and shit like that. And when I, we get we to. Know, I know him. Yeah. I, I pooped on this nigga, on this I, nigga squad. Yeah. Like, I, I went to battle with him and against him. For years now, <laughs> now we see as a high school nigga, we have battled so small. six, seven years in Kappa League, Pineville League, junior high school, yes, and yes. now high school, and sometimes even fucking since fourth grade in the Dare League. When we had the little Dare basketball like, league before fifth and sixth grade, just in just in our town by itself is Peabody, Ash, Bowden, Menard, Tioga, Pineville, Tioga, Pineville. You said Bowden. Yeah, you said both. 
That's like seven schools, you know yep. what I'm saying, right? They're just in that area. And that's in a small area, Pineville, Louisiana. It takes seven minutes to get from one yeah. end of that motherfucker to the other end, nigga. In traffic. Five, five, yeah. Nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, it's small, man. It's small as a motherfucker. But, yeah, we don't get that. Peabody was pretty much the only school that traveled. They went to Florida and played. They came here to Texas and played. You know what I'm saying? They played all over the South. Like, we ain't get none of that. We ain't get none of that in Pineville, bro. Yeah, man. That's the thing that I, did, I didn't like about the scene, like, coming up. Like, they, they were never just on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just want to advance. You know what I'm saying? They weren't forward thinking with, with the next level of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Or, and then you have models of it. That's crazy because you had the models everywhere. I mean, I, social media wasn't really popping back then, but motherfuckers knew about travel balls and shit like that. Because, I mean, a, you know, U-Triple-S-A for baseball has always been popular for the longest. You know what I'm saying? Pee-wee football, all that shit, always travel pee-wee football has been a thing for the longest. So, motherfuckers knew about it. I think it was a funding thing. I think it was definitely a funding thing more than everything because, like, the year we was about to do it, my senior year, we lost our coach. The summer going into my senior year, from my junior to senior year, we was about to do it. We was training and getting the money together and all that shit and getting all the info and shit together, and we lost our coach. And that kind of – and my best friend's dad was going to do it, but, I mean, he was already working full-time as it is. He was just helping out. Yeah. But it was like, you know, it was a lot to just, you know, throw 100% on his shoulders like that. So niggas end up not even doing that shit. So that's why I, just from the outside looking in, kind of, not being the adult in, the, in that equation and actually taking care of that type of business in it, I think it was more so a funding thing than anything. Yeah. So like I said, that's the type of shit I want to do with the money when I get rich. I ain't really got a bunch of ambitions. Well, I do have a bunch of ambitions of shit that I want to do, but I got other shit that I want to do that's going to be like tax write-offs in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Things that's needed to help to just help the community. You know what I'm saying? Help. Provide an opportunity, provide. bro. Yeah. That's all it is at the end of the day. Because we, we missed that. Provide an opportunity like that. That, that we didn't have. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Somebody got to do it, bro. We ain't got no fucking famous people or nothing like that. They ain't even trying to become famous off no shit like that. It's just, I know it's got some people that's made, you know, millions of dollars that can do more with the money that they're doing than what they're doing. Yeah. And put back into the cities like Alexandria, Pineville, this and that. It's people that came from the areas, enough people that came from the areas that can pull together with some of the people that are still there to that might not have made right. it to the level that they own, but still above the level that majority of the other people in the city are on. Okay. And they can all come together and do some real shit for the city. You know, put up buildings, buy pieces of land. Because all that shit ain't a lot of money. I look that type of shit up all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Land here, land there. No property tax in Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? 
like all that type of shit, bro. So like, you know, it, it, it's a lot that can be done. That type of shit, like I said, I'm trying to do and uh, kind of put that in the ear of, you know, niggas like yourself. So when we do make that money and we do make, you know, them hundreds of millions of dollars, you know what I'm saying? And we can come together and put tens of millions together, you know, tens of your millions, tens of my millions, tens of my nigga Freddie millions that he going to definitely see in the near future. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? And we can come together and do some real shit, you know what I'm saying, for our city and the cities that we've lived in. You know what I'm saying? Starting out in Louisiana and then branching out from there. You know, got to start. You got to start home first. Got you know? to. And that, that, that's what makes sense. Got to because, you know what I'm saying, just like you said, there's so many different things that's lacking. The, you can bring so many different things to the community, whether if it's just uh, cooking classes, you know what I'm saying, things like that. It's, a, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of kids that came up from our areas that used to be actors at the little plate, down, yeah. at, the, at the little building downtown. I forgot the name of the uh, building, but, uh, yeah, you got places like that, acting like you said. Acting classes and, and like that. And it was like, of course, we all knew about 4-H and things of that nature, but people was really like acting, and they was painters, and then they was draw. you know, people could... Bro, Pineville had a magnet performing arts program, bro. Yeah, and some of the people I graduated high school went went straight to Juilliard after high school. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I got a homegirl was on dance line, Julie Jones, bro. Been on Broadway for years, dancing and acting, and you know, and singing and shit. Mm-hmm. Couple couple homegirls actually that yeah. went to went to fucking Pineville. My little nerdy ass, I used to go to all the fucking performing arts uh, shows. Like, I seen them do Les Miserables, uh, uh, Grease, fucking yeah. Hairspray, you know what I'm saying? A bunch of other plays, bro. Like, like our performing arts program was like the shit. That's the thing, you know what I'm saying? Performing arts is the thing that's back home besides baseball. And, and then you got acting. Like you say, acting. Then you have like these painters just... A lot of really good like artists that are back home too, and um, and then just different things. I, I like what some people are doing. They're starting their own like radio stations in a sense. Um, they're starting I their own network, networks too, um, and that's beautiful. Especially what I see with like uh, Future One Hundred Six. Uh, that's super dope, and yeah, man, it's just these different type of things needed in the community. I know uh, we'd be able to put. Or, like you say, put it up, put all money in, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. just go ahead and make it happen. And, man, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, we got to rebuild some of those spaces, too. Some of all those different things is just missing. Like, like you say, put more different type of facilities. Different, put different courts in different places. Put different, uh, like, strip malls, you know what I'm saying? You know how many people, like... Besides the nails, the hair, the feet, and things of that nature, of course you can put those little sweets there. But people can open up their own studios and things of that nature, and, and instead of sitting there recording up out of certain people's house, you know what I mean? Right. Everybody want to be a rapper, nigga. Open a studio. Exactly. Couple of them around the city. All them DJs have been running up in in and out of town, man. They should have been doing something by now, right? But I guess they thought the club life was that one. I'll be feeling like, I don't know, I think niggas is scared 
to do their own shit. Like, for like how, for me, how I got into producing and DJing, is, and I got mm-hmm. homies that do all that. That's good at that shit. That do that shit on a professional type level. You know what I'm saying? And just being around them, you know, I was like, okay, well, that's the level that, you know, somebody, you know, if you're taking that shit serious, that I'm around every day is that then the shit that I learned from them is at least average or at least somewhat above average from, you know, somebody who's just doing that shit, playing music off their laptop because they got niggas in the club, they get paid up. Ton of money to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Just press buttons all day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, and like learning how to produce and shit like that. Like all that shit came out of necessity for us. You know, not having an engineer or whatever. So like, nigga took a music industry class where we had access to One professional professional music equipment on UL's campus. You know what I'm saying? Where they did. Fucking um, productions and shit for the plays and the choir and all of that. So like, we end up uh, probably two hundred thousand dollars studio, easy, probably more. You know what I'm saying? And all we gotta do is sign a little book for that shit. So niggas is learning how to use. So for instance, if we get a record deal and you know. They they send me Phil Quest, Phil Freddy, all in the motherfucking uh, room. It's like, all right, y'all niggas come out with an album, and y'all got two weeks to come out with an album. Oh, we gonna do it. We know how to use everything in this motherfucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it said nothing but a word. So that's the type of shit that I think a lot of motherfuckers is kind of scared to do these days. Like, you got some of them people that's innovative, and it's like, look, I ain't got it, so uh, I'm a niggas is making beats on their phone and doing this and that but a lot of niggas scared to teach themselves shit yeah information is there in so many different places too and these days Peace a lot go. of it is really just financing and having a finances to buy if you do a little bit of research you can probably find some equipment that can take all the, take that learning curve completely out of the fucking equation mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying there's a fucking device out now where you, it's literally, it's like on a mic stand. You can record loop sounds and basically do like production and engineering and recording all from a mic. You got like some buttons on it and shit like that. Probably go straight to a computer thing right there. So you can be sitting there, then, then, then. Everything you're doing is going straight to a mic, and it's automatic. You automatically doing everything you need to do from with this mic mechanism and a computer, pretty much. Wow, that's it. Yeah, and, and like, say if you had like a computer hooked up and like maybe like an MP or something, and you making beats or whatever, like you can do loops and all that shit is coming out of here. The speaker, the thing is the speaker and everything. I'm trying to tell you, man. These different types of things and gadgets that they're coming up with. It's under 200 bucks. So, like, these days, bro, like, even for the lazy people, bro, like, if you just put in a smidget of work, bro, like, you could do some shit. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why it don't make sense to me that niggas just like, that's when you're saying like it's easier to get on. It's easy, but it's still hard because it still involves a little bit of work. And that's, a lot of people don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you say, lazy. And that work don't even involve work. That work involves you sitting on your phone or on a computer and doing a little bit of research. Like, that's pretty much it. Read it out. That's that's literally it. It's like, oh, well, I want to do this. This is my sound. I, I got auto-tune in my voice. All right, I can pur- purchase this thing that automatically does that and tunes it. All right, boom. Perfects the sound. Let me do that. I'm going to get my little money up, save my little bread. Let me grab that. All right, I need this little thing. Like, for instance, like, either it comes first off, everything going to come with a manual. So either you look at the manual or you look at a YouTube video on how to do the shit. Mm-hmm. On how to, you know, get this equipment popping it's and videos and it's text. It's like, tutorials on everything, bro. Like, you can call somebody that can do it. You can take that shit that's to Guitar Center. Thing. Go in Guitar Center. You go go in and somebody can show you some shit. It's, it's somebody that know how to do something somewhere. Like, People got to be able to just reach out and say, "Yo, what's up?" Six, don't have that. What is don't it? Have six that. degree of separation or whatever. Like, yeah, that shit real, bro. Like, you can reach out to somebody. Somebody you know knows how to do something that it is you're trying to do. Yeah. Or somebody you know that they know. And it's that simple, bro. And we can cut the world in half by by just sharing contacts with each other. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I got a homie that you know. I don't know if you can use him, but. Somebody you might know, know him, and you know, you look me with them, and that person, and that. Like, all the time. Yeah. Like, when I be on Instagram, and I see people that look like decent motherfuckers, obviously. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna just try and link my homies up with no anybody. It's like, exactly. if you, you know, hey, bro, if you out there, bro, you know, holler at this person on Instagram, man, link up with them. Yeah. That's a real nigga out there, bro. They, you know, I can show you some shit that you might be looking for. You mm-hmm. know, and save you a little time. You know, he might could even, you know, personally help you, you know, do some shit. So, Bob, I will do, you know, do that. Sharing the information. Sharing yeah, the information. That's all it is, man. Like, I'm the type of nigga that I share a lot of information, especially with my homies, while I'm gathering the information and while I'm trying to use that information to put it in play. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how unstingy I am with information. So, you know, I, but that's just some that's just some real nigga shit, though. I think that's how we're supposed to be. Yeah, you always gave up game, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's what it is, you know. Especially at my age now, like, I feel like that's what they always say once you make it past. I mean, I know I ain't really been in the streets like that, but they say once you make it past 25 in the streets, you're OG. You know, like all the old rap songs and shit like that. So, you know, I be feeling like, in a sense, I'm one of the OGs now being a little over 30. So, I definitely feel like it's a a duty of mine to, you know, kind of reach back and give game any chance I get, 100%. You got to, because, like like you say, all all these different people that are trying to do all these different things, you got to connect the dots. You got to cut the world in half, like you say. Reach out. With social media, it's a lot easier, but a lot of people don't use social media for the reasons that they should. And the, I hate they don't use the it for the tool that Damn. it is. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? The internet and social media as a whole, people don't use it for the tool that it's, it is, man. I feel like it's it's two it's definitely two different places. You know what I mean? Like you got social media, then you have the rest of the internet. It is. It's definitely two different it's, places. Oh, it's just. But I think they're to be used cohesively, though. Like I don't think one works without the other. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you're on social media. You're supposed to see all this information.